Welcome to the WP Builds Podcast, bringing you the latest news from the WordPress community. Now, welcome your hosts, David Wormsley and Nathan Wrigley. Hello there and welcome once again to the WP Builds Podcast. You have reached episode number 297, entitled Dealing with Changing Staff and New Management. It was published on Thursday the 29th of September 2022. My name's Nathan Wrigley and I'll be joined in a few minutes by David Wormsley so that we can have our discussion on today's topic. But firstly, a little bit of housekeeping. If you like all of the things that we're doing over at WP Builds, why not subscribe so that you can be kept up to date? And the best way to do that is to go to our subscribe page. It's over at wpbuilds.com forward slash subscribe. Once more, wpbuilds.com forward slash subscribe. And over there, you're going to find all of the ways that you can connect with us. There's newsletters, there is our Twitter feed, there's the Facebook group, and also the YouTube channel, various ways of staying in touch. If you would like to eschew or stay away from traditional social media, here's an idea. Why not head over to wpbuilds.social? Yes, that's a URL, wpbuilds.social. It's a free piece of open source software called Mastodon, which we've installed there, and it mimics Twitter. But the principle here is that it's got nothing to do with the wider social network. It's just a little install of our very own wpbuilds.social. Get yourself signed up. It's very quiet over there at the moment, but you never know. With your participation, we might be able to liven things up wpbuilds.com forward slash deals. That's our deals page. It's a bit like Black Friday, but every single day of the week, loads of coupon codes over there for you to peruse and get yourself significant amounts off WordPress products. wpbuilds.com forward slash deals. The WP Builds podcast is brought to you today by GoDaddy Pro. GoDaddy Pro, the home of managed WordPress hosting that includes free domain, SSL and 24-7 support. Bundle that with The Hub by GoDaddy Pro to unlock more free benefits to manage multiple sites in one place. Invoice clients and get 30% off new purchases. You can find out more by going to go.me forward slash WP builds. Once more, go.me forward slash WP builds. And we really do thank GoDaddy Pro for their continuing support of the WP Builds podcast. Okay, let's get on to the main event today, shall we? It is episode number 297. As I said, it's called Dealing with Changing Staff and New Management. And we are in our WordPress Business Bootcamp series. David and I chatting this through. Have you ever had that moment where you phoned up the company that you're helping build a website? Perhaps it's a company with a ongoing maintenance plan. And suddenly you realize that the people that you used to talk to have gone, they've left, they've moved on. And you've now got to face the difficult situation of recreating the rapport that you once had, figuring out who's now in charge, figuring out any changing expectations. So that's the subject of today's podcast. I hope that you enjoy it. 
Welcome to another in the Business Bootcamp series where we relearn everything we know about building WordPress sites and running a web design business from start to finish. We're on season four, which is a short season looking at training clients. And today we are talking about dealing with changing staff and new management. So Nathan and I are taking contrasting approaches as we try to get our new businesses running and our first client site built. She's a new lawyer with no previous site. And we'll move into the differences between our different um, approaches. So you're traditional. So yep. for you, what's that mean in terms of changing staff and new management? Do you is know what? It, it, this is a really curious topic. And I could be wrong about this, but I honestly don't think I've ever heard anybody t t dealing with this topic. I think mm. we, we might be breaking new ground. Yeah. It's a first, David. <laughs> yeah, uh, wow. so WP built. No, I'm sure that if I dug deep enough, people would find it. Yeah, I mean, the, the way that I'm working, obviously, is I'm building the project, handing it over. And in a sense, that may be the last time I ever deal with the company. You know, if I'm lucky enough to get a care plan, great. I'll have yeah. ongoing relationships. But there is a, a distinct possibility that I'll never deal with that company again. So in that sense, it doesn't really matter. But if, if they're on a care plan, that, that's usually where the point of contact is. So that person I will deal with and I'll keep dealing with them. And that has been the moment, that's been the person where this fracture has occurred. I, yeah. As far as I know, I never had, I can't think of an example where the people helping me put together the site disappeared or changed. I don't remember that happening, but obviously that's something we'll probably have to talk about. But it would usually be the the care plan bit. Yeah. What about you? It's uh, I, I think it, it's a plus point, I think, for the traditional, this one. Usually I'm, you know, I'm with the agile. I think it's the way forward. But agile is the ongoing teamwork with uh, the website um, kind of iterations being ongoing. So it you really need to have this ongoing relationship so when staff change or management change then that really has <laughs> kind of gone out the window and my experience so far is it's never when there has been that kind of change it's usually meant the beginning of the end of my dealing with that website right um, okay that's really interesting because i think you're right there is a plus point here for the traditional approach because i'm going to be dealing with somebody and there'll be a finite moment in time the contract will be signed and from that moment on i'm getting paid you know i've, I've yeah. never had to go through the courts but that would be an ultimate recourse i'm, I'm gonna get paid and essentially i'm on my own so i yeah. don't really need that ongoing interaction i just go away make the site as per the spec obviously there's some amendments they've got a couple of round of amendments or whatever that might be but broadly speaking it's in the bag at that point and i've just got to go and build it and i'm pretty confident that I could have done that and whereas you if you're halfway through and somebody comes along who doesn't share that vision and has a real radical way of doing things differently you're faced with a bit of a dilemma aren't you because there's there's nothing they've signed up to and they can come back to you I suppose and say no we don't I'm just not happy with where we've got to I think we need to radically change and in a sense you've got to you've got to be willing to bin everything if they've got pockets deep enough to sustain that. Yeah. And I also, I think there's something, the difference, I think, between traditional and going agile is when you go agile, you kind of, 
because you need something to measure to justify these ongoing changes, you end up being much more, I think, connected to the business reason for the website than you might do with traditional, where you might just come in and say, they want a website, they want it to look and function this way. And that's it. That's your involvement with the company. So I think with moving towards that, which I, I think is easier to, you know, to build a site if you've got it rooted in, in what business aims you have, but then the connection is broken as soon as somebody has a, a different vision for their business. Yeah. Do you know, that's really interesting because we had a quite a long chat before we pressed record on this. And broadly speaking, I think this whole episode comes down to personalities yeah. and, and getting on well with people in different companies. The, yeah. the sort of the intimacy, if you like, of the relationship that you build up and how well you know them and how, how trustworthy they are and how trustworthy you are and how much you respect each other and so on. And, you know, even down to like the little things where they will go the extra mile for you and you might go the extra mile for them and it just builds up all that trust. This yeah. this potentially does sort of shatter all of that. Um, but yeah, okay, let's let's dig into it then, shall we? Yeah, well, I tried to break this up into different sections of the new staff first, what happens there. I, I've never really asked you that. Have you, I think in most of the cases, you're dealing with the business owner when you've done websites. Has that always been the case? Yeah, very often that was the case. But also there have been areas where I've dealt with, okay, you might even describe them as the business owner because I've de- I've had like various clients from lawyers and you know Mm. building firms and all that kind of stuff and essentially the person that i'm dealing with has carte blanche so basically they are the person they get to and i do make that clear at the beginning you know i want the person that i'm talking to that's part of the proposal is i want the person to be able to to be the decision maker and if they're not the decision maker can i speak to the decision maker because yeah. you know that that's sort of 101 i would imagine if somebody's going to step in when you're 90% of the way through it and say nope so no often it has been and for want of a better word an underling but in yeah. my understanding of my relationship with that business they are the person that i need to speak to so no i've i've never been can't think of a single time where somebody came in and, and usurped what I was doing because they were more senior. That's not happened to me. Did it ever happen to you? No, but it, I think we agreed that we always dealt with one person. That's and right. That yeah. They had the authority. and I, But I, I think it's come to bite me a little bit recently with huh. large organizations because I, I realized that they do have the authority for the job that they're asking me to do. And that's probably all I should need. But in order, but because they're going off in their own silo with what they think a website needs to be <laughs> treated, how it needs to be treated. Yes. Uh, this can, is, I can see how that now and has experienced it getting undermined by people that are higher up. And for me, that, you know, once that wouldn't have been a problem, I'm getting paid for doing the job that that person I'm responsible to has told me to do. And that should have been fine. Now it's becoming more difficult as I try to get more into the kind of user experience stuff and connect everything up to the business aims. I find it really frustrating now. I can well understand how that might happen. I guess it's at some point the you this this artificial idea that this person has authority, yeah. even though they don't yeah. have authority within the business, but as far as you're concerned, they have that authority. It does yeah. create an additional point of friction because 
they've got to go back to their boss and justify the work that's being built or has been built. And it may be that, that you know, a tension is created there where the, the big, the chief boss says, no, no, you've got to get this fixed. That's not what we want. And then they've got to come back to you and explain it all. I'm quite happy with my traditional system in that in that respect because there's literally ink on paper saying this is what we're doing and yeah. and there's there's no equivocation you know if you want to do it again in fact i even have a clause like that um and i can't remember the way i phrased it but the clause was something along the lines of you know if there's major amendments we will scrap this proposal i will keep the money that you've paid me already and we yeah. will begin again um yeah. so i sort of protected myself from that but then i suppose in your sense if that changes, you just have to be adaptable. You've got to swallow your pride a bit and sort of say, okay, so long as they keep giving me the hourly, daily rate, whatever it might be, we'll we'll work with them. They're the boss. Yeah. No? Yeah. Yes? Yeah, I absolutely agree. I mean, it's... Sure, I'll run through some of the points that we got on this new staff yeah. here thing. That The fact that one of the issues, I think, new staff come in and they have, you know, we're assuming it's a content management system, so they update certain amounts of content on it. But they weren't, if they were not part of the evolution of that site, then they don't have the why we do certain things. Um, and that's kind of one of the things that I noticed that somebody comes in and they may change things, but they don't know why things were set up in the first place. And that... <clears throat> it can be a problem. I, I see this starting to happen uh, with a couple of clients with this one. So the new person is trained by the person who is um, leaving the role. And because of that, they um, they can either be demob happy or, or may even <laughs> not like the company that they're leaving. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and don't really. And, you know, they weren't hired, were they? This is the interesting thing. I mean, whose responsibility for training that's what we're supposed to be talking about here is it because it's always been their assumption that they own the website so they should train but they give that job to somebody who was already looking after the website to train the next person as they're on their way out yeah rather than yeah us. I've, I've got a couple of thoughts on that the first the first thing is i suppose it really depends upon the nature of their leaving in other words if yeah. they're dismissed if the person that you were dealing with is dismissed yeah maybe they've got a period of time where you know they're entitled to work for 30 more days but you've got to imagine in that 30 days they're they're how should we describe it they're less likely to be on the ball and yeah. so the idea yeah. of creating a training regimen for their replacement is i feel a little bit too far i think that's that is hard to imagine but if i guess if they're just leaving of their own accord a similar thing happens but i, I imagine they're more likely to you know have a favorable representation of the company for those 30 days or whatever it might be so that's one thing but also you mentioned the the not understanding the why i, I yeah. just but it's also just the how you know how do they yeah actually create the website you know if somebody comes in and they've never touched wordpress before that, that it, it you will be literally back to the start with their training needs won't you it's okay you go to this url write it down you put in a username and a password now you're into the wp admin from there click on posts and da 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 da, da. so you really are training you're going right back to the start and this is a costly endeavor you know it's this is not going to happen quickly so I think there's the how and the why, but also the um, 
the nature of of their leaving i think is crucial yeah i mean i i've always had a product that i put up which is training and i've never sold it once to anybody <laughs> as a separate thing you know if somebody is coming in well they can book this time and i'll I will put something together specific to their site and their training never, never happened yet. Well, I mean, let's use the car analogy again. I mean, we often do with websites and cars. You're not buying a car and then, and then going for the (laughs) 200 pound training to use the car package. Are you, you just driving (laughs) the car away and going off into the distance. There's no way you're going to be sold a training package for the car. And I, I completely get that. It's, you know, it's good that you have it, but I'm I'm curious as to what resources you've. We talked about knowledge bases and all that kind of stuff a few weeks yeah. ago. I don't suppose you've got a lot of materials pre-made for that, have you? No, no. <laughs> you know the how it the how has never been the problem. I think the why why has become a problem recently, and I think it's because the options now that are there with the page builder. So I don't like to constrict anybody. I like to hand it over. And the assumption always previously was that people didn't want to touch stuff that they didn't know. But when new staff come in, they, you know, the other issue is that a lot of them come in wanting to make an impact. So yes. they, they want to show off that maybe on the probation at the time and they kind of overstretch what they know. But suddenly they've got all these tools. They go, ah, I can create my own pages here and I can use the page builder and off they go, you know. It'd be interesting um, to know if, if any job description yeah. included care of the, the website, you know, and in particular familiarity with WordPress, for example. I wonder I wonder if in any of the companies that we've ever dealt with, if that was part of the job description. And if it was, I wonder what whether it actually had any impact upon who they hired. You know, yeah. I, okay, yes, I claim that I've maintained hundreds of websites before. I'm, I'm a genius at websites. Okay, all right, in the interview, prove it. Show us what you can do. Here's the website, just make some modifications. I bet that's never happened in any business we've dealt with at least. No, no. And, and it's interesting because I'm, there's a, a company that I've done a lot of work for who's just changed over their person in marketing is now looking after the website. And um, clearly they do have some background in that. And probably that's why they got the job. They had worked for an agency before, so they knew it. But it was really interesting because of uh, because I've spoken to them now and what they know is very limited. And actually, it's kind of out of date <laughs> right. i think it's it's before i mean i think they really see that a, a wordpress website is a theme-based thing so you change out the theme and everything changes it's that's kind of where they're at with it right uh, that was their understanding but it's interesting because it does mean that they also go and do stuff that i, I don't often see with other clients is that they will just go in and download a plugin that they think will do the task that they want to do at that time N- no review of it doesn't matter if it's up to date or not you know? yes but i guess i guess, oh, that's such an awful dilemma to be in isn't it because you know <clears throat> excuse me you know that you could have have had that conversation and probably found a solution which was yeah. superior but yeah. it's it's overreach isn't it on your part to be going in saying no no uninstall that right now yeah, because yeah. I've got a better solution because that's that's not where the the boundaries are the boundaries are completely different and they can do that and in in my scenario I don't really care you know if they <laughs> yeah. if they do that fine get on with it but yeah. you can call me when it goes wrong for you because the ongoing relationship is the thing you really you, you're just making it harder 
Can you know? But I, I, okay. So another question for you would be, where does your work for these these kind of pieces come from? Are you? And we we talked about this before we click record. Are you reaching out to the the client when you notice those kind of things, or do they typically come for you and ask for your expert expertise? Or is it you know how is that whole ongoing agile thing working out with these new members of staff? Well, I'm going to answer it by bringing you back into this because yeah. actually I didn't have anything in place for that, for the kind of agile, which is still new, but I did anyway in the sense that I had them on a care plan. So yeah. even though it's yeah. in a small print, I so you may have this as well. If I have to care for their site, then I need to care for the software that I've installed, not software that they might install that might break it. So I have a little clause in there. So I have I have pulled them up on this before, but it, it's happened just again because somebody's doing the work because they're new staff. They they feel they want to do it. They've installed something. They've installed something which has just been dropped from the repository. <laughs> it's been banned from the repository. I don't know why. And you just oh, think good, I've actually I've actually oh. got to go and contact them because they'll not know this having it installed that's fascinating though because i I, how where did that discoverability come from was it just that you were working in the in the admin and spotted something or have you got some sort of alert that tells you that that's been installed okay well you miss it actually with the thing is when you've got something like main wp which will do updates for you but if they install a plugin that doesn't get updated you've no idea they've installed it i've got no system that tells me that unless i go into their admin so yeah, in this case, it was, you know, I saw it. And the the irony, and a lot of the times this has happened when new staff come in or management decide to appoint somebody who knows about websites to come in, is that um, software does get added in. Sometimes multiple things doing the same thing because they tested it out or something and then just left it there, yeah. <laughs> installed yeah. without used. And it's, it's a really, I mean, I do now, I do try and say, look, do you need this? Because in the case that I'm in, I still need to have this conversation. The one that's been installed and removed from the repository now didn't need to be installed because the plugin I already had in there did the same thing. Oh, you know? that's, yeah. That's so they hadn't had the, they hadn't had the training and it's like, yeah, what do you do here in this situation? New staff who come in and bring in some knowledge or they, they, you know, um, they want to do it their own way. And it's the same with third parties as well come in. You know, they yeah. we have a theme. Often if it's an SEO person or something, they might install a plugin so they can hook in their G tags or whatever into the head. But you've already got a theme that's got a place for that, you know? Yes, yes. So a <laughs> couple of things have come out from that. Firstly, um, yeah. if anybody listening to this knows of a piece of software which will alert you when a plugin yeah. is installed, I don't know that that isn't done by the, let's say the you know the super user, the admin, or a particular user. I'd love to know about that plugin because that's a really cool one. And the second one is Dennis Stornan from um, Main WP. He does listen mm. to this podcast. And there you go, Dennis. Can you <laughs> can you please <laughs> can you please add that into Main WP's capabilities so that we can be alerted when a new plugin is installed by anybody, including ourselves, because we might do things by accident. Yeah, I wonder if it's there, actually, and we could be very embarrassed by this. Yeah, yeah, that's right. We're clearly clearly not using the the software well enough. Yeah, so have you actually had this happen to you where it's been utterly counterproductive, where somebody new has come in and it's 
it really genuinely has deteriorated the relationship very fast. No, I don't think so. I mean, mm. I, I I can see, you know, new stuff is going to come in and if they do their own thing and it, it's, I mean, I still really from the past, it's still that I did finish the site and it's theirs to ruin as they like. So I won't, but it does make it difficult to go forward because how do you, you know, somebody asks you to come in and help with the design on something that they think you designed, but they've done so much to it since. You almost feel like, well, we've just got to start again, really, from mm. day one. And I think, you know, that's it. But in that way, I would just kind of let it go and hope it wouldn't happen. But it's it's more difficult, I think. Should we move on to a little bit about managers and owners and whether yeah, they change? Yeah, sure, sure, sure. Um, because... Even this isn't as straightforward, I think, because there's a difference between managers who maybe because I work for a big charity and that went kind of wrong, really, because they, the person we dealt with, changed, you know, went to a sort of new department, they left, and and somebody else took over, and they weren't the owners, you know, that were dealing with the people who were responsible for the website, so that entirely changed the relationship. And then on top of it, I've had another situation where. I was dealing with the owner, so I thought I was fine, but they were in partnership with somebody else. And when they left, <laughs> oh. you're left with a partner who didn't know what they knew. Oh. And it could go in reverse, couldn't it? New partners come in with new ideas. So I think there's plenty of room for stuff to go awry there. Yeah, I had a, a situation with one of my clients where the, the business was big enough that there was there were layers. The business was sort of stratified and, you know, there were the senior partners and then there were yeah. people further down and then they, they themselves had uh, underlings. And, and at some point in that hierarchy, I'm not quite sure where this person lay. The person that I had built up a relationship with over many years, and I, I really think I was working on that site for about eight years, toing and froing, multiple redesigns over the years. And the that person left and was suddenly replaced mm. with a new person. I, it, it wasn't a, um, a sort of forced departure. They told me they're going to be leaving. Here's the name of the new person that's taken over. Boy, was that a total failure. I mean, we <laughs> just didn't hit it off. And I don't quite know what it was because I tried really hard. But they were just full of ideas they obviously had complete carte blanche. But that was the thing which took me by surprise, I think, is that the previous person that I dealt with was constantly referring to, yeah, that's a really good idea. Let's let's do that. Great. I'll just get it checked. I'll check that that's okay, and then I'll come back to you. So they didn't have total responsibility, but it never bothered me because it, it was obviously a bit of a tick box. They would go to their whoever it was that they were working with, and it would always come back with, yeah, let's do it. Let's Let's go for that. This person was just full of ideas and never once said, I need to get that checked. It's no, we're going to do this. Just do this. And mm. there was no there was no relationship building. There was no endeavor to sort of ask me any questions. And if I pushed back with reasonable opinions, I just got shot down. And, mm. and it was so obvious within about an hour of meeting this person for the first time that we just weren't compatible. And I persevered. We probably had two or three meetings like that. And in the end, the, that work just silently disappeared. And I looked one day and the website was brand new with somebody else. So, <laughs> yeah. um, the relationship bit is totally key, I think. 
Yeah, I, I think you've nailed it. Is uh, and uh, for me, I think the more I, I think you can get away with not having a relationship if you really hold strong to the traditional. You're going to contract everything from the beginning. You're going to have a deadline. You're going to take exactly what they want and deliver that only. Then I think you know it's still difficult to construct a, an effective website if you haven't got the relationship. But at least there is something there. But I think if you try to go the the route I'm edging to all the time, which is more UX, getting to connecting everything that makes that website connected to some business problem. Unless I'm dealing with the business owner and the person who has overall control with that, it's out of the window. So as soon as new management comes, really, you either have to start again and and, and they're going to buy into your approach or they're not. And then it's time to move on, isn't it? Do you know what? And I, I actually think that that relationship building is one of yeah. the nicest bits about the job. Yeah. I know it's fun to tinker with the technology and, and I'm sure for a lot of people, when I say those words, it'll just be horror. You know, I, I, well, I hate dealing with clients, but when you get, when you get the right client, the, the feeling yeah. that you've helped them and that they want yeah. your help and they value your opinion and that you've you've actually in some way contributed to the success of i don't know 10 people over at that business and you've yeah. assisted in making their lives more comfortable for want of a better word and you can pick up the phone without fear of getting shouted at or getting you know or or the phone yeah. ringing and you you just look with dread at the phone number and think oh god what now that is that's <laughs> one of the best bits so yeah. fighting for those relationships i think's really good so it's curious. We talk about the clients more often than not. We, we seem to dwell on the, the problems that clients create and how clients need to be managed and how they need to be put in their place and told and instructed yeah. and bent and shaped. I think, I think there's something very nice to be had in working with them and getting a relationship and actually getting to know them. I don't mean like you're off out for drinks or anything, but you know, yeah. you've at least figured out what their life is like and what their requirements are and get into conversations sometimes that are nothing to do with the web talk about their children and those kind of things it's a bit more of a human approach and i know that's not for everybody but i love that kind of stuff yeah so do i we were talking earlier about um we were saying as you get more mature and I, i've noticed this happen with me the more confident i get in the the process of building websites the the more I realize I'm not an expert and I take that approach now with me to the first conversation. So uh, it's not me bringing all these skills and I'm going to bring my expertise and tell you how it should be done. It's me coming with, I've got some great ways of solving your problems. Let's learn. I, I, I learned from them about their business stuff that I didn't know. And they learned from me a process that might help us to work towards turning their problems into a solution online. Yeah. And, and I think that kind of shared adventure together to kind of learn each other's knowledge, you know, Does, uh, and has solve that candor, problems. Has that candor ever sort of backfired? Have you ever been in a situation where you've sort of expressed your, for want of a better word, <laughs> yeah. like frailty? Um, has that ever backfired where the, the person's clearly been like, well, blimey, no, you're not talking yourself up, are you? You're talking yourself down. What's, <laughs> have you ever sensed that it backfired on you? Um, I don't think with new relationships no. because of the fact no. that I'm starting because of this kind of I'm really worried about risk. Let's just start stuff. We'll we'll do it. And I think I'm confident to come off. I think I'm able to present uh, the way forward 
in a way that they yeah. will understand and it seems yep. professional. But the, I'm not going to insert my expertise on it. I'm, I'm exerting, if you like, the the systems that other people use to kind of uh, come up with the best solution. And, and I think just bringing that is enough, you know, if you're referencing people, you know, the Norman Nielsen group and stuff like that for usability, if you kind of scatter that in, people realize that you're not just kind of making stuff up. I do. I I've always, I've always been impressed by that side of your approach because we, we have a lot of conversation that we don't record and yeah. and you 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 talk about that quite a lot you know how, how you tell them that that you don't know how to do certain things for example or you're not sure how to do a certain thing or you're not the best person if that's what they really want to do yeah. and i've got to say i imagine it's a subset of people and i am one of them who would be drawn to that and yeah. there'll be a presumably a subset of people who will think oh no i, I wish they were more assertive and telling me what to do i just want to be told but as with everything, you're trying to niche, aren't you? And if you can yeah. find a bunch of those clients who who dovetail nicely with that approach and who respect that and who like the idea that we're doing it together, I think that's a total win. I like a real proper win because life is just easier and life is just a little bit more pleasant. You don't have to, like I said, stare in dread at the phone when the number comes up and think, oh God, what's about to be said? Because you're pretty sure it's going to be a pleasant conversation at the other end. I do respect that. I think that's great. I think you're also right as well about do you get kickback on that? And there will be, but in some ways you just know from the conversation that you're not going to do the job. So I reject the stuff that would have been a kickback otherwise if i'd have forced something that didn't work so i, I turn away a lot of stuff yeah that's a I, possibility and also some people just don't come back after the first conversation because they instinctively know you're going to go in areas yeah. they don't want to go yeah and i guess that's why this conversation is so interesting is because for all of that you've built yeah. up all of that you've you've worked your way through it and then suddenly it's gone yeah, and you've no idea because it does come down to personality and that interplay between your personality and their personality and you've no idea what this new person is going to be maybe they'll be even better maybe they'll just be like the ideal person but really yeah. it's a bit of a toss of a coin they could be exactly the opposite and i think i think there's a lot of trepidation at this moment if you do find out that that the key person that you're dealing with in the business has, has changed i think you really do need to start getting on the phone and sort of communicating with them and trying to figure out once again if this is going to work out and be honest with yourself you know i'm really not sure that we're going to be a hit okay we've worked together for eight years i've done really well out of that business i wished that it had carried on for another 10 years whatever but i can see that the writing's on the wall time to move on maybe those conversations are hard to have with yourself but maybe it's the conversation that you need to have yeah, exactly. I think, you know, it's interesting when I've got people that we set it up, I you know, in a more traditional way now, and I still have the ongoing relationships from the care and their businesses need to change. It's been, it's a tricky point. And I, I think I've managed to sort of keep some people who I can't do the design with them, because I just know that I didn't start properly in the first place. I didn't root it in that agile UX thing. But what I can do is, which I've done recently, is to suggest that they you, you want a visual designer. Go and get that. If you do that, I'll turn that. I'll make your existing website into their vision. And that way I can just go back to a certain role, which isn't the thing that I would do as 
part of a normal design, but I can still do that implementer role for them. Yeah, it's interesting. The more that the more that we've had these conversations, you know, traditional versus agile, the more that it's obvious to me that the the relationship piece is yeah. completely baked into agile, and yeah. without that relationship, it's not going to work out. You know, I mean, maybe it will, but if you've got a stagnant, sour relationship and the people don't get along. You can yeah. model through that with my approach, the, the sort of traditional approach waterfall. You, you just have to be able to get through the initial meetings and bear each other and tolerate each other. And, you know, maybe it gets a bit snarky or whatever. But so long as you've got the, the contract, you're off to the races. That's fine. But with yours, it, it's got to be baked in. You've really got to finesse that relationship and work on that relationship. Otherwise, the whole whole project is going to be sunk and you, you'll you'll never get any work ongoing work out of them. Yeah. I mean, I'm, t- I'm talking about agile. there'll be people who know Agile and worked in big Agile teams, which I've never done, who will probably be shouting at me because, um, you know, I'm talking of Agile in, as in a relationship I have with the business owner. A lot of people who work in Agile teams will be part of an organization and it will be the team spirit in that small group. And that will be essential to Agile, mm. no doubt, that mm. team with the right skills. But the, also Agile gets kind of disrupted it gets turned into a way that management can just get people to keep churning out different things in short bursts <laughs> yes um uh, a bit of a hamster wheel it can easily become so yeah my my view on agile as i'm talking about it is very much uh, my you know small business uh, view of it yeah and i think i think it marries really well with your the way that you approach life, it works really well. And I, I think, I, I'm sure that, you know, several years from now, if we had re-recorded these, there'd be more data to support that. You got this final section in the show notes. Is there anything we can do? Um, <laughs> yeah. I, I, had, I have no process for this happening. Every no. time it's just a, oh, really? Okay. <laughs> you know, we talked a couple of weeks ago about the fact that, you know, did we create knowledge bases? Well, I tried that kind of thing. So... You know, if I need to re-educate somebody on how to work with WordPress, well, I'm basically having to start again. I can't really point them to anything. I haven't got anything in place. So I I have nothing set up to cope with this at all. And every time it happened, thankfully, very infrequently, um, I was floundering and just hoping that I'd get on with the person. Have you got anything? Do you have a system for this? No, not really. I mean, it's it's kind of something that you learn as you go along, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, from the very first one that I had when somebody sold their business to somebody new, I contacted them and said, yeah, we're not using you. I've got somebody. Bye. <laughs> you know, it was like, oh, I painless at least. prepared yeah. for this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 You know, and everything since has been a, a discovery. But I think now, <clears throat> if I was starting in in you know, business again now, I would definitely think about this from the beginning, the fact that, um, you know, am I really talking? Who am I really talking to? Do they have a partner? Are they uh, are they aware of the conversations we have? Because that's fooled me before, because, you know, when one's left and the other one's remaining, you know, they really had no idea. And I thought I was just talking to the business owners, you know. So I think the only thing I would do now is to be aware of it and and, you know the experience take that into the first conversations realize who i'm dealing with and how they view it and what could jeopardize that yeah for for me i think the 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 inst- the rare instances where this happened um i yeah. think they wanted me to go into their offices which i did and i think i get the feeling looking yeah. back on it that they wanted me to go in and like almost like pitch for it again and come up with some radical way 
that the website was going to change their business for the better. Because the one example that's in my head, the, the person was in charge of marketing for the company. And clearly, when they were hiring somebody, they must have had in their mind, okay, let's take this as an opportunity. We've got one staff member leaving. Let's take this as an opportunity to really reboot our marketing. And I think that person wanted me to go in with a radical set of ideas. And I didn't. I just sort of went in and said, tell me what your thoughts are. And I, I think maybe that floored them a little bit. They wanted me to be coming up with all these radical new things. And I, I didn't really have anything, any ammunition. I just yeah. thought we were sort of going in for a chat. So maybe that's something I would have in place. You know, if I was aware that things were about to change, I think probably now I would look at the website a little bit more and really drill down on, okay, what isn't working on this website? What can I change? Basically, all the stuff that you're doing constantly but I probably haven't looked at that website for a year or so. So it's a, there's more there's more things to to change. And maybe you know in what? that situation, I could have been more proactive. I think you just said the key thing. That's Is there anything you can do? And I've just waffled on for a while. But actually, that is it, really. Just find out what it is that they're looking for you to do in yep. relation to their yep. website. Because yep. they may have... They might just see you as the technician who makes things possible or the designer who makes it beautiful. They might not see you as the marketer. And most of the time, I'm stepping on the toes of the marketer with my approach. Yeah, that's uh, And I need them on board. So I think that would probably be the key thing is to try and work out what they, how they see me, what they think I might be able to do for their business. You know, how big do they think the website role is? And yes. How am I included in this to you their see, business? E even in this, my sort of like the one step forward, two step back nature yeah. kind of is, is kicking in because I'm also thinking, would that client be thinking, oh, okay, you're seeing this as an opportunity to gouge us for more work. You come in with all <laughs> yeah. these fancy ideas and clearly you want to just get a load more work. So I'm, I'm still completely conflicted. You know, should I have gone into that meeting and said all of these things that would have ultimately cost them a load of money? Or should I just said, you tell me what you want to do? I don't know. I think it's really hard. And this is where the whole relationship thing comes down. Because with the previous incumbent of that job, I could literally have said, okay, what shall we do? What needs to be done? And I would get an honest and straight answer and I knew what I needed. This person, I've no idea. What Are they Are they sizing me up? Do they have another website builder in the background just waiting to see how this meeting goes? It's very difficult. You've got to sort of tread on eggshells a little bit and kind of figure out where the ground is. I guess my uh, change now in my approach is that what I'm trying to get over, I guess, with new people is I want the decision maker and I want to say, look, you know, I've learned so much from all of these people who are looking at the web and, and, and coming up with systems to make it more effective for users to make you more business. And I've got all that that I can try and bring and translate to the business or introduce you to these things. Do you want me to do that? And that's the way I'm trying to get at it. And I'm not in the way I try and get that out of the way with the money, just saying I'm literally charging you by the hour as you want work doing, but I have to work to the expertise that has influenced me so much and I can bring that we work on it together. And that's my approach now. And I think that's where I've made my mistakes before is, is just not really aligning how they might see me and my role and what I'm supposed to bring into the, the organization. Mm. I think this whole episode, for me at least mm. anyway, can be summed up with the word relationships. Yeah, I think if, if you can 
if you can create a fabulous new relationship, you're off to the races. And it's about figuring out whether that person is somebody that you can have that relationship with. Uh, In the same way that, you know, you've been to the pub and you've met new people. And for for reasons that I can't quite explain, your spider sense comes out and you just, I, I don't really think you and I are going to be compatible and you never say it out loud, but you know, you just get that impression that the way that they are and the language that they're using and the way that they're behaving isn't something that I'm comfortable with. Maybe there's a bit of that, figure it out and be happy to move on if need be or persevere. If you think you can forge that. Yeah. So essentially we just said they can't be trained. It's the relationship's got to be there. That's it. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's right. You can't teach an old dog new tricks, David. Haven't you learned anything in life? <laughs> okay, that's it. What's coming up next? Oh, that's a very, it's the last one on this one where we're just going to, I don't know what we're going to talk about here, but I've labeled it up as when the client turns web designer. Yeah. So I, we've been touched on this a little bit. Oh, yes. We're working with page builders these days. It does open up that possibility. Uh, mm. This episode could also be called when the client breaks things. Let's, uh, <laughs> let's see. Let's see what happens. We'll be back in but a couple. Actually, Go on, sorry. But they actually want, don't they? They want these days to be, uh, so many of them, now think it is part yeah. of their responsibility so yeah. i think we have to chat about it yeah okay Sorry. well we'll do that in a couple of weeks but that was a lovely okay, chat then. i'll see you see you in a couple of weeks yeah. time thanks a lot cheers well i hope that you enjoyed that always a pleasure to chat to my good friend david warmsley and in this case hopefully you got something out of it perhaps you've been in this scenario before where the staff have changed without you knowing about it perhaps it's created friction or wrinkles in your relationship if you've got anything to add please head over to wpbuilds.com search for episode number 297 and leave us a comment there you could also do the same in our facebook group wpbuilds.com forward slash facebook will get you there search for the topic for number 297 and maybe get involved in the conversation there. The WP Builds podcast was brought to you today by GoDaddy Pro. GoDaddy Pro, the home of managed WordPress hosting that includes free domain, SSL and 24-7 support. Bundle that with the hub by GoDaddy Pro to unlock more free benefits to manage multiple sites in one place. Invoice clients and get 30% off new purchases. You can find out more at go.me forward slash WP Builds. And we do thank GoDaddy Pro for their ongoing support of the WP Builds podcast. Okie doke, we will be back on Monday. We always are. WPBuilds.com forward slash live. It's our This Week in WordPress show. Join me and very likely three guests as we talk about the WordPress news from the previous week. If not, hopefully we'll see you back next week. It'll be an interview. And if we don't see you for any of those, well, all I have to do now is to fade in some cheesy music, wish you a safe and happy week. Stay safe. Bye bye for now.